Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Quarantine Edition. Today's episode, we interview a registered nurse in a hospital in Oxnard, Jason Namurao. He's also a bodybuilder, personal trainer, and is working on a project in business in the nutrition industry himself. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You're listening to On The Go Voice Podcast, the best generational podcast you'll ever tune into. Listen to the voices of this generation where we seek to identify values, stimulate discussions, and vocalize the community. How's it going, bro? Good, bro. You can hear me okay? Yeah, perfectly fine. How's everything going, man? Good, bro. Just freaking um, trying to finish up this move to the house. Okay. Cool, man. Got that new hairstyle going. and uh, bro, that, that was yesterday that we got done. What's that? Yeah, I just got it done yesterday. Oh, shit. No way. That's, that yeah. looks nice, man. I'm thinking about doing my hair again. So, yeah. Yeah, man. No, thanks for taking the time to be on this uh, the quarantine edition. I know you got a lot of things going on as well, you know, serving yeah. other people. And by the way, before I forget, because I did this with other people who are essential workers, yeah. uh, I just want to say thank you, man, for, you know, serving the community. So yeah, just wanted sure. to let you know that because uh, I kind of forget that <laughs> with people I was talking to that was a part of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Um, so mm-hmm. let, let's start this podcast off because it's a coordinating edition. I think with the whole point was it was to identify and also see it from your perspective of how uh, this whole situation, um, uh, I guess, influenced your life. So mm-hmm. let's start off with who you are and uh, what you do right now. Okay. So again, my name is Jason. I am a registered nurse. This September, it'll be, I think my, yeah, my fifth year in nursing. And I work at St. John's Regional Medical Center in Oxnard. Um, so, I mean, it's it's been crazy to say the least. But yeah, pretty much a registered nurse. I'm also a bodybuilder, a personal trainer. Um, I'm also into the nutrition industry. So that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. Thanks for sharing on. And um, just so we kind of have an idea of uh, what we're going we're going to do is we're going to kind of see how your life was before this. And then uh, I'm going to have some questions of how it affected it. So when before all this whole quarantine thing actually happened, what uh, mm-hmm. what was a typical week like for you when you while you were working and also, you know, going to gym? Because I know you're very an act, uh, health advocate and, you know, love being able to do that. So let's get some context around that. Yeah, so before this whole quarantine, I was working my regular three shift, three 12 hour shifts a week. Um, on my days off, I would go to the gym every day. And then I would also, you know, do my personal training. Um, but everything pretty much that was my schedule um, working at the hospital, bodybuilding, training, and um, business. You know, some I, I told you I was in, a nutrition, in the nutrition industry also. So I was working on that stuff. We have our own little office. So um, I was there on my days off as well. Um, But I could definitely tell you that it's a complete 180 now ever since this whole quarantine thing and the coronavirus. It's, I I would have never thought what it would be today, you know, back then, so. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I, I, every person I've interviewed, um, the funny thing is with us, we were kind of like, we kind of, even here in California, we knew that it was kind of happening to us, but we were like not affected yet, you know, because we're kind of isolated from everybody else, or I guess I wouldn't say isolated, but we weren't in the main parts of the uh, state. 
So, um, and also I love the fact that you're also, um, you're, you're a registered nurse and you're also freaking hustling and grinding and have your own business. And, uh, you're also working out as much as you can, helping out as much people as you can. So that's super dope. Um, so when, uh, I'm actually curious when you were kind of hearing about it, I know it was happening with other countries. What was your initial, uh, reaction or um thought process behind it when you saw that it was kind of happening around the world but not us yet because uh for me i was kind of like dismissive about it i was like uh you know everything will be all right nothing, nothing will change up if people are just being paranoid so then when mm-hmm. it happened i was just like oh okay cool i guess we gotta make the adjustment you know i wasn't like triggered but i'm yeah. curious how you were thinking about it especially as a nurse yeah so my i mean my first thoughts about it was you know, it's, it's again, kind of like I share the similar um, reaction that you had, you know, it's, it's another virus. Um, we'll be able to, we'll be able to, to tackle this, you know? Um, and so I was like, you know, it'll, it'll come just kind of like the flu and um, we'll get through it. So I wasn't really worried about it. I really was not worried about it at all. I just thought it was going to be something like the flu and something that we'd be able to adapt to fairly easily. Um, but again, I was wrong because look what happened you know, to us. So I, I was really just not expecting any of this at all, but that was totally off. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, totally. When they cut down the hours, I was working at the gym and they cut that off. I You're was like, 24. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. All right. So what next? <laughs> you know, I was kind of like, I, I wasn't scared necessarily because I had some backup plans anyways, but, uh, I wasn't like, I wasn't, reactive upon it you know i was like all right cool sounds like some opportunity i can take advantage of so how did you how did it uh how did you actually let's see how this um how did it affect you when you know the city started saying okay some of the business are closing down and everybody uh was uh now encouraged to do the whole social distancing thing so i think there's two parts or i would say three parts that i kind of want to see um for the job itself and then your business and everything else that you've been doing around it and then your life overall so let's dive into that yeah i was actually gonna say those are like the three main things that it really affected me on um, we can start off with the job so the job was i think it was like the craziest because we were operating out of fear especially in the very beginning again i'm sure most of us didn't think it would get this crazy and I can't really say that there was a hospital or, or a facility that was prepared. I think no one was prepared for this, you know? So, um, you know, the, the news of what you hear about the lack of supplies, um, those are all, those are all real things. You know, we, we, we lack supplies. We were rationing cause we didn't know how hard it would hit us. Um, so just, just that in itself, it was scary because, you know, t- for us, we have, we have a lot of supplies. We have unlimited, like, you know, we have a lot of supplies. And, and for for our management to tell us like, hey, we're gonna have to uh, to ration this and, and try not to waste this and that, to us that kind of got us thinking like, well, what are we what are we fighting, you know, what are we fighting here and that, and then everything on the news, it was it just got us all scared, a lot of fear, and um, you know from there it made us think, you know, one for our own our own health, and then for two our family and friends back at home, I think. Um, if from talking to all of the nurses, including myself, I think the number one thing, aside from our health, that's very important to us is our family and friends. And they're the people that we don't want to bring this to. And so, um, 
you know, it was, it was very, very, very scary. We, we also lacked um, staff. Uh, a lot of staff were very scared. So there, there were a lot of staff that were just um, very afraid to go to work. Some that um, left, like a leave of absence. Um, we needed more. We, we have these things, these uh, these other nurses called uh, travel travel nurses. So they okay. come in and help us out. Um, and we were needing a lot more of their help. Interesting. So it was very crazy. Oh, okay. There's another thing. Policies. Policies were also changing of how we sh- what kind of equipment we should be wearing. That was never ending, you know. Um, our ma- you know, there were one. There were some days where our management would say, "Oh, we just need the mask," but then we have other nurses saying, "Like, no, we need to be as protect." Uh, protected as we can because we don't know what we're dealing with so there was that battle going on um and so it was just crazy man and just a lot of emotion a lot of fear so that was a very very scary time um yeah and then did yeah, you- I was gonna, sorry i was gonna add uh i could see that i mean especially because being in the front line and everything and um, with that being said i mean you guys said you guys need more work was it only because the people were you know um, not or taking leaves of absence because they were scared or was it there was like an increase of people actually getting hurt or you know more patients being taken in or how did that look like i think the whole leave of absence thing was um maybe it could be due to stress affecting nurses emotionally i know that there were a couple of nurses that got sent to the er because they were experiencing anxiety panic attacks um and so um a lot of the lack of nurses was because of that. And then also, I think vacation time had had a play into it because a lot of people were expecting to go on vacation during this time, including myself. Um, so I'm pretty sure that they'd yeah. rather be at, be at home and take the vacation at home than of being course. at work at the hospital. So it was a part of that. Okay. Cool, man. Thanks for sharing that. That's uh, interesting to take a look at, you know, because I've been hearing a lot of people who think that like, oh, what's going on with the hospital is not real. So I'm just like, hmm. I wonder if that's true or not. I mean, I'm probably, probably these other hospitals aren't, but uh, it's good to know that you guys are like, well, actually, um, from right now, how are you guys handling it? You know? Okay. I, yeah, no, I def- I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media too about, I think I saw something about 5G or, or you know, this is the end. You know what? Like, <laughs> I keep an open mind, but I'm going to tell you guys how it is at St. John's Hospital in Oxnard. Sure. So we do have patients who have the coronavirus, right? Um, it's not as crazy as New York is, so we don't have all of that craziness, mm-hmm. but I could tell you, we are taking the, the exact precautions that you can see that they are taking. Um, and I could also tell you that our patient, um, census, let's say there's usually, let's say there's usually like 140 to 150 patients in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen days like, for example, last week where we have only 80 or 90 so it's okay. even in half. And so I, I think I even talked to one of our managers about that. And I think it's because some of the patients or some of the people are taking those extra precautions, not going out, not getting sick. That's what I was saying. Practicing, I, you know, exactly. I had a, a girl that was working at the CMH hospital as well. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that it dropped drastically too, because I, I thought, I also think that's because people are more scared. It's just like the whole, you know, um, accidents with the car. It's like insurances are, you know giving the money back is because they're not, there's not a lot of people driving so yeah. in a way there's like it's like a blessing in disguise within the actual people that's going on yes. so i'm actually curious you know yeah and here's actually another another thing that we also implemented at the hospital was um, we have a 
no visitor uh, policy. So there's no visitors except with the exception of um, labor and delivery, MIU, the mother okay. infant unit. Um, we, and then we make very small um, exceptions also to patients who are actually dying. Mm. But we, we don't have the visitors. And so that helps us out in a sense because there's less um, friends and family members of the patients, which uh, can take a lot of stress away from us also. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it is kind of sad because these patients are there by themselves. So we've taken we've taken the, um, the the duty to really you know comfort our patients, call the family members and let them know okay. like, hey, your family members doing okay. Yeah, these patients are there by themselves, and that to me that's really sad. You know, okay, cool. if you're dying. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's another big change that's, ha- that's happened to us. Yeah, that's probably one of the most tragic things when it comes down to if, especially if it starts to hit home right so um i mean before we kind of jump into the outside of your life problem i'm curious like as people who are not quote-unquote essential workers or in the front lines like you guys how can we help yeah so that's a really good question um one thing you can do is you know follow that stay at home um law that we passed or whatever but but i would say you know it's, it's okay to go outside take a walk um if you can wear a mask Right. But then you, you just go crazy staying at home, you know. You got to be active also, take yeah. care of your health. mental um, health. Yeah, exactly, mental health. Um and that brings me on to the second thing that I think you can do to help us is uh, take care of yourself. And that goes again with um practicing uh, good practice with washing your hands. Exactly. Um mental health, talking to your family and friends, keeping active, you know, learn something um but also uh just you know even if it's staying at home and just watching a movie just have yeah yeah. you know take this opportunity to spend time with your family and friends play some games i think it's also a blessing in disguise true true. and then um a third thing i would say is just uh keep up to date with what's going on however that does not mean to watch the news every single day my friend said my friend said best uh look for information to consume but don't be consumed exactly because i can tell you that i got consumed into it um, I was very scared and I think it was like every day I was just, first thing I would look up coronavirus on Google, coronavirus on Google. Uh, and I think I was, I was operating out of fear and I was scared too. Just being in the front lines, I saw how crazy mm-hmm. you could get. Um, yeah. And so it's, it is good to, to be aware and be up to date, but do not get consumed by it because then your life is just going to be filled with fear Yeah. of things of you can't, of, and then you're just going to be focused on things you can't do. And then you're just going to be in an invisible cage. Mm-hmm. That's you do not want to be in that. Exactly. Thanks for sharing that. That's actually pretty reassuring. And I'm sure people who would be listening to this too would find that as well. Yeah. So let's let's jump into outside of your life. I mean, you know, obviously outside of nurse, you're not just a nurse. You're also an amazing individual. So let's uh, let's dive into that, bro. How did that affect you? Uh, it, it affected me a lot because I was so used to working out every single day off that I had. Um, going even going out into the grocery stores isn't the same anymore. Um, but yeah, it's just that that was my stress reliever. And when I don't have that stress reliever, then it's like, where does all my you know where does my stress relief go? Luckily, I did buy uh, I, I did purchase a home right by St. John's, so I've been keeping active with that. But it's definitely affected me in the sense that like, hey, I can't work out anymore. And that's something that I truly love to do. Um, I also do personal training, and it sucks because. A lot of my uh, clients that I was training, you know, they were seeing awesome results. And now it's like we can't go to the gym together. So we've 
we've had to learn to adapt and just um, you know be accountable for each other. Um, so it, it really does suck, and I'm sure for you also, man. I yeah, the, you, bro. I, I, I can see you love being at the gym too. Yeah, I'm. I had to adapt, and sometimes I'm missing days just because, like, man, I don't want to work out in here. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Motivation so is definitely not the same. I can tell you yeah. that. But I mean, also on on top of that, you you're you have that mindset i mean you know uh you, you said you're working with the uh health and wellness industry right you're um have a little business on the side going um how did how's that been affected yeah so uh just to give you guys a short background um the health uh, nutrition business that charles is talking about it's called prove it and we sell the world's first and only naturally fermented ketones so if you guys have never heard of the keto diet i'm sure maybe 99 of you guys have it's like the number one trending diet this um, this supplement puts your body into ketosis within one hour and it's proven and it's science backed and there's a lot of research to it. So that being said, it has affected us in a sense that we can't go out there and have the meetings, you know, and the, and the, the presentations with people and the events. We were having really big events. I was supposed to be in Texas to actually go to the lab where they create, they, they manufacture these ketones. Nice. But that got canceled. Um, yeah, yeah. They're also Kevin Hart was gonna be there, David Goggins, like they were all gonna be there. That's fucking dope, bro. And I was like, oh, I was so freaking excited for that. Um, there were, there were uh, entrepreneurs that were big entrepreneurs that were gonna be there, um, big event uh, speakers. So it it really does suck. But what I could tell you is, you know how most people are doing like Zoom calls and mm-hmm. like this. Like, yes, like this. We were actually doing that already. Oh, okay. So, so that's integration, the, right? Just more involvement yeah. now. Exactly. So now it's just doing presentations like this, mm-hmm. just reaching out to people on social media. And it's kind of cool because now people are forced to learn this, um, whether they like it or not, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Like, and even like, uh, even kids, I think yeah. they're the first generation who can say, oh yeah, we, at one point we had to learn at home <laughs> and dude, forced it's, to. <laughs> dude, it's crazy because my girlfriend's nephew, he's actually been doing Zoom, um, like, event zoom calls with his teacher and there's other students on there at eight in the morning yeah like whoa this is crazy to think of where we came from right like no we <laughs> it's just crazy to think about all that yeah it's funny um, i was i was i also said the same thing about dating like this is the first time where you had to get to know people uh the only option yet <laughs> or unless you know they were willing to take that risk right but uh, <laughs> that's awesome bro so uh, i'm curious uh with all these changes that's going on um what have you noticed within yourself? Within myself, um, there's feelings of um, appreciation for what we have. Um, there's feelings of, you know, I have to be more prepared for, for things like this. For, I can give you an example. Um, let's say uh, I'm thankful to have my job, right? But let's say I had a job where I was laid off. For example, my mom got laid off. Um, I would have nothing else. You know, I could apply for for money, you know, to get money from the government and stuff. But a big thing that hit me was like, hey, I got to really make sure for myself, for my family, that I have another source of income. And so I got to I gotta grind. And I'm thankful to, to be a registered nurse. I'm thankful to have proven in the ketones as another secondary income that I can have. And so um, it just really, really made me think like, you know, I gotta, I gotta really bust my ass off once this whole thing, um, go bust my ass off even more once this whole quarantine thing is done because you just never know um, what could happen. Happen, you know, people are losing business, 
and it, and it really sucks but it really opened up my eyes like hey this is this is real and it's happening people are losing their jobs so um you know i should have no excuse whatsoever yeah and i love it bro that you have a business model that can adapt to it and that can be versatile as that and also that you mentioned you gotta have multiple streams of income however it's not something that you're lying into my mistake in the past with trying to get into business was trying to go all in on that and not actually provide myself so then set myself to fail i admire that and uh how old are you right now i'm tw- i just turned 28 on the 15th oh, that's right yeah that's right yeah. man happy that's la- i already said happy birthday but again happy <laughs> late birthday <laughs> that's cool man you're at a young age you're setting yourself up for the right future and you just got your house so congratulations on that bro yeah man and um okay cool so i mean what you became a nurse and that takes years of like crafting and dedication to actually get into that work and then you decided to get into business what made you decide to get in business for yourself so the number one thing um the number one thing was the fact that you can make something for yourself right to me there's 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 magic in making something for yourself creating an income creating value for other people and that's the number one thing that got me and um secondary would be creating another source of income again um what's happened to us um it's really made me think again like hey i need to be able to create other create another source of income for myself for things like this you know that can happen so um those are the two main things and being able to network and meet other people i think there's a lot of value um in meeting other people you just never know you know what you guys can do together what experiences you can have um very much so like look what you, look at what you're doing like i i i really want to you know put you out there bro because look what you're doing you're meeting so many business owners so many people and now you're just adding more contacts and more more people to your network and i think that your network again is your net worth like you i'm pretty sure you've heard that right and from yeah. every business entrepreneur that i've met they would not trade their network for any sum of money never and i would i would agree with that you know building a great network it's it's awesome man that's really. awesome man and and uh, i'm i'm actually curious i mean for the most part i would say even nurses get paid at a highly large amount um what i know you said it was because of the second income second source of income i'm just curious if there was something in there what exactly is it that you saw within a second income that you wanted to supplement on like I guess the purpose, you know, like I, I, I think when, when it comes to entrepreneurs, they always have a deep, deep why, you know, that keeps them going. And I think even I will jump in after this is how you think of that will actually, um, will actually influence how you respond with this whole coronavirus and quarantine going on, you know? So, um, what's, what's your purpose behind it? You know? Yeah. So my number one purpose is I'm going to tell you it's, it's fear because even from okay i have an essential job right but i could get fired the next day something something can happen you know or there could be a lawsuit with a patient you just never know and so i've always operated about um or operated it in the fear, in in kind of like fear like hey what if i lost my job tomorrow i can apply for another job but there's going to be a couple months or weeks where i won't have a job and so during that time how am i going to be paying for my house um how am i going to be able to eat Um, I don't have a family yet, but if I did have a family, how am I going to provide for them? So my number one purpose is just fear. You know, I don't, I don't want to just have to rely on just one job or one career. I need to have something else, and um, that's my main. Yeah. Thing, was Was there a specific uh, moment in the past that made you realize that? 
um specific moment it's there was um it was actually talking to a couple entrepreneurs themselves and again i was always wondering like hey what got you into this venture why, why did you want to do this versus just having a nine to five job and um it's actually one of their stories that really got me you know thinking like hey this same thing could happen to me you know i can lose this much money or you know i, I can i can get fired so it was just it was just understanding that it could happen to anybody anybody you know and so that got me really scared and so i was like hey I, I only work three days a week let me use those four days not to slack off but to learn something learn a new skill or or try a business you know dude that that's that's impressive i mean uh i think you've always been an ambitious type of guy you know um ha, has that always been something that you that you uh how you were as a person or like when you were a kid or uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I know you you also uh you were also a creative like you danced right <laughs> so yeah that's pretty cool yeah no i would i would definitely say that uh as a kid i was always wanting to do wanting to do more more than just like what we were expected of doing and then um i'm sure you can relate to this bro but like Fil you know filipino parents they can be pretty tough right they can yeah, be pretty sure. tough on you. <laughs> so um i think just that discipline and that pressure that was put upon me it kind of just stayed with me you know okay i became a registered nurse is this i asked myself after i became a registered nurse is this it no there's there's, mm. there's more that you can create for yourself that's right and so um you know i got to meet a lot of entrepreneurs people in business and i learned of their stories and i was like hey i want to do this for myself it's, it's going to be a challenge yeah but i like challenge and i want to i want to i want to go through that you know yeah I love that, bro. That's that's awesome. I'm sure a lot of people look up to you for that type of mindset as well. That's definitely an abundant mindset. So, I mean, yeah. af after all this is going on, bro, um, what are you, what are you looking forward to? I not getting out of this, but like, what are you looking forward after this? And then, I guess your plans for the future, you know? Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to just, you know, I'm just looking forward to go to the gym, be able to go eat out with friends and family. It's kind of like, you know, when people take um, maybe a week or, or a month off of social media, it's kind of like that cleanse. I feel like that's what's happening to us right now and really giving us that um, opportunity to appreciate what we have. So I just want to be able to do the little things again, you know, um, not having to just like wash my back like, oh, shoot, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just looking forward to the little things and then um, hopping back on to the gym, um, personal training. I'm being able to 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 go back to our office and just just hustle. I I love the grind. I really truly love the grind and just seeing progress. Okay, that's the number one thing. Um, I can tell you, ever since this whole quarantine thing that uh, has happened, um, I have not been able to see progress in the gym, personal training with my clients. Um, you know, uh, with the business also, I've not been able to see progress, and I think that's the number one. One of the top three things that makes us happy is as human beings, seeing progress in something, right? And that has definitely um, like uh, affected me, in which I've I've lost motivation and it's gonna it's kind of gotten me down, you know. So I just want to see progress again, you know, with with my clients, um, with the hospital, with business, with friends and family. That's that's what I'm really truly looking forward to. Yeah, man. Especially with your type of mindset, of course you'd be able to get to it. And there's moments where we kind of like, damn, like where where how can I get to that results uh, based yeah. on our goals as well, you know? But I mean, what you mentioned is that you love the grind, 
you know and then once you get into that habit it's just like it's just a flow state of mind like you don't think about how much the work is you just think about the work because there's not just an end result but because you're also enjoying the, the process of getting to that you know so I, I can i can see a lot of big things happening for you bro oh, so uh, yeah man um other than that i mean uh for anybody listening what and, and do you have any last words that you might want to add on um last things just uh you know what during this quarantine i would encourage everybody to again just try to learn some new skill or something um try to find out what what you like because i think we're so caught up in life and just working and hustling that sometimes we forget about ourselves so you know do something creative uh, go read a book learn a new skill facetime one of your family members that you haven't talked to and most important, just learn something about yourself. I think after knowing who you truly are and what you love, I think that'll push you on to the next level of what you want to do. So, um, you know, reach for the stars after this whole thing. You know, see what is out there in business and entrepreneurship. I always like to encourage other people, um, you know, try to push yourself. You know, I know there's some people that truly love their job and that's great. But hey, just see if there's something else out there for you. That's awesome, bro. That's career. awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I love it, man. And now for anybody listening who wants, might want to be connected with you as well, where can they find you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram. That's Jason Amaral. That's J-A-S-O-N-A-M-U-R-A-O. Um, that's my Instagram. I mean, same thing on Facebook. Um, I might make. I might start making some TikTok videos pretty soon. So we shall see. I'm, I'm, I think you have one. I know I follow you. Yeah, I do. I do have one, but I, I kind of like, I kind of like took this um, off of social media. I got so busy with the house. Yeah. yeah. I did not know how, how crazy and stressful it would be with the house. Man. Hey bro, TikTok is a, is an interesting platform, but it's, it's hard to get in uh, into, or if you're, if you have a brand or something that you want to represent, you know, if it's yeah. not like everybody else. <laughs> so, exactly, dude. Yeah, man. It's, it's so funny. But yeah, man, thanks for being on. I uh, appreciate you for taking the time to get out here. And also, again, you know, thanks for being out in the front line. And uh, other than that, for everybody listening, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll... Camera turned off. <laughs> We're, we'll uh, uh, see you guys in the next episode. And uh, thanks again, Jason. Thank you, Charles. And keep hustling, bro. I love the adaptation that you've made. I love this whole quarantine edition. Yeah. When you first invited me, I was like, dang, like Charles is really adapting. So keep it up, bro. I'm really excited for you and what you have in store. I appreciate any, that. Any way or anything that I can help you out with, let me know. Okay. Cool, bro. Awesome, bro.